Is this something which is prevalent in prevalent in Malaysia only recently? Because like uh maybe maybe it's undergoing a transition because some of the roles which you mentioned actually are they seem to be actually relatively new. Is that what is that what's happening? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Security Lah Podcast, Season 2. No, I think it's it's across the board. We're, yeah. we're seeing that across Asia. You know, it's not just Malaysia per se. It's, I don't know, uh, Sky... You, you you might take this one on, but to me, what I see is it's the progression of the organization as far as maturity is concerned. So they go through this, this maturity process where they start off with a one-man security guy who is from IT, who's just like, uh, okay, lah, I assign you, you do everything security. And usually organizations go through this process where they get hit really bad. And suddenly the board says, how come you guys haven't focused on security? So you get all the head counts and everything gets approved. So first, the team builds. Oh, we need an IT security team. Okay, I get one manager in, get a few guys under him. Now you guys run the show. And then IT operations are going to say, hmm, I have all this infrastructure, which is not IT core, but security core. So let me push it to them. So then you have like firewalls, IDS, IPS, SIEM, and all that kind of stuff gets pushed to IT security operations. They are like, hey, wow, I thought I'm just doing security. No, I have to handle this operations as well. So they're going to start doing parallel stuff to what uh, IT ops going to do. They're going to do things like backup, recovery for the security devices, configuration management, uh, patch management for security devices. Right then, they realize, hmm, uh, we're doing all this, but then the business is now shouting, "Hey, I got this project going through. How come uh, no one is uh, helping me?" IT ops going to say, "Look, I'm no longer handle all these devices. Uh, you want help on this area? Uh, you go to the security ops, the SecOps guys, and security ops will say, "Oh, I got to do this also, ah. Uh, okay, lo. Uh, what do you want me to do? Uh, I got 250 firewall requests." Uh, all staggered over. It's due yesterday. So you better get on it and do it within one hour. <laughs> so you have security operation guys <laughs> scratching their head. Suddenly say, hey, I got this whole new function I have to do. But I only got three person lay. And three person going to start struggling. Project gets delayed. Then go to IT steering com or board. They start bank table. Why project get delayed? Or oh, all security fault. Then security here and say, boss, I don't got three person only boss. I have to manage security. Or oh, okay. Uh, you prioritize, you, 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 you make sure you, you prioritize your work, huh? They won't give extra accounts. You prioritize your work. You're not managing the team properly. You know what? Uh, so guess what? Wait, wait, story doesn't end yet. This is the best part. Then they are like pro-business. Okay, we pro-business. Do all the business requests. Guess what? Somebody hacks 
system goes down. They go back I, up to IT steering comp and the board. Hey, what's in your title? Uh, security. Then why you never do security? You guys are not doing your job. You know what? I wish, I wish that you could perform a a a, li- a live drama. Piece. Yeah, the drama. <laughs> in, on yeah. No, he's so, just he's just sharing his experience. Can, yeah, so everybody I can, can tell visually, you this. Visually. This doesn't just happen in one organization. I yeah, see it's this thing all over the place. just repeating, repeating, repeating. Yeah. You know, it's all over the place. Like what Sky said. Yeah, mm. Sky, you've been around yeah. in a lot of and, places. And, and and frankly, he the story still doesn't end there, because then then Bank Nagara comes in in 2019 and they say, hey, you need to comply to this new set of guidelines. And then they say, who's doing it? Uh? Is it the CIO or the ID security head? Yeah. So Doc actually just uh, perfectly dramatized the evolution of uh, the um, IT and security roles in, in Malaysian organizations. I can bet you all those who are hearing this podcast, they're going to be nodding their heads. Yeah. Some are going to be tearing and say, so true. Finally, <laughs> so somebody true. says it. <laughs> no, I think, I think someone understands me. <laughs> I, I think what we need to do is what we need to do is after all the discussions, what are the what, what would what would be the ideal uh, structure or org structure for uh, the the entire IT operation, including compliance, security. You know, remember we talked about who reports to who and all that. What do we think? would be the ideal reporting structure? Firstly, CISO must have purview at the board. And a okay. lot of things, if you ask me, should be board-driven rather than uh, management-driven. I'll tell you why. When it's management-driven, management is focused on delivering what the company wants to go ahead in, in from that stance. So board will start looking at it and say, we shouldn't just look at the organization doing all these 10,000 things. We also need to make sure while we're doing these 10,000 things, the environment must continue to be secure. Besides just supporting the business to grow, which means that you must have resources. And resources can be in the form of people, process, and technology, our favorite, favorite catchphrase. You must have enough people to do the work. If you don't have enough people to do the work, guess what's going to happen? That work that needs to get done is going to eat up all the other functions that the team will need to do. So instead of someone looking at the firewall logs, the person is going to sit down and do firewall rule set because, look, I got people shouting at me to do this, so I'm going to do that. So you're going to start sacrificing things. And organizations need to grow organically from people perspective, if you have 10,000 projects you want to get done in a year, the first thing that everyone should look at is, do we have enough people or resources for us to deliver this 10,000 things? Or if you want it to be more agile, faster, then can we invest on some level of automation? So for example, uh, you do have certain tools that allows you to automate firewall rule set deployments. Maybe that's something that you can look at. I'm just using firewall as an example because uh, in, in large organizations or, or for example, financial institution, that's one of the, the big things that the security teams do or firewall rule set. Almost every week got some changes. Right? Okay, let me cut you there, Doc. So yeah. are you saying uh, this, this responsibility of uh, 
rules set and management in the firewalls will go and un- should go under CISO? What I'm saying is the CISO should have purview of operations. Mm. That means he should be able to control because again, I go back to my earlier point, people process technology. You must have enough resources for you to be able to do the work you need to do, which means you need to be able to keep the organization secure against all the new threats, the APTs, the nation states, the gangsters and everyone else. And you should also be able to support the business because end of the day for me, CISO is still a business leader. But within being a business leader, you have that portfolio. That's why you carry an S in the title. There's a security there. So you cannot just say, I'm just pro-business all the time. You have to play that governance role. So you have operations, you have risk and management, you have governance. You need to balance it out. And some people might say, oh, you know, we should split it, put it in, in two, two primary roles. You can. You can have head of IT operations, uh, head of IT security operations, and you have the CISO. Then the question is, can the CISO control security? If he, he she, they can't, then you have a problem because then security will go in one tangent, CISO will go in another tangent. And end of the day, you create this hostile environment where the CISO is constantly picking on the IT security operations and the security operations is really upset because the CISO is supposed to be an ally, but instead he's just poking holes and, and, and finding fault at them. So it's not, not going to harmonize. Let's, let's be bold here, all right? I've typed into the chat uh, should we like go out there and say, hey, you know, we are going to suggest that there should be only two pillars in IT. The CIO takes care of all the IT operations like database, network connectivity, cloud, digital applications, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then there is another pillar that it is headed by CISO, which is pro-business, which is risk and governance, and also IT security operations should fall under the CISO purview. I completely agree then the CISO cannot say I'm not responsible for security. All right. But that's, then, my, that's my view. Yeah. That's my view. That, that, that's also my view. But the question rings in my head, then who is going to do the check and balance? Because currently, you know, you know CISO is doing the check and balance on IT, right? Not so. You still have comply. Okay, let's, let's use a FI or a financial institution for an example. Mm. You have compliance team that does compliance check. You have audit that audits you. You have regulator that also looks at you. Mm. And you have your external auditors who also look at you. So if you ask me, you're pretty much looked at by everyone. Mm -hmm. So do you need another person to look at? Uh, (laughs) Not going to help. Okay. If If I'm not cleaning my IDs on time, all these five people are going to find that I'm not cleaning my IDs on time. Period. Yeah. It, it's not going to change. The only thing is one person may look at one area, another person may look at another area, mm. but the outcome is still the same. That's, that's, the, that's the other thing. Do security organizations even have resource to do compliance and governance work? You know, For example, an auditor comes to you, banks table, I want the list of all the active IDs by today. And then you have the CDO and come and whispers to you, make sure you finish my firewall deployment. Huh? Otherwise, I'm going to bring it up to the CEO. So <laughs> who does this guy do? What does mm. he do? <laughs> right? Yeah. Ah. Okay, so that's I, the I have a comment here. I think 
maybe what we have uh, been discussing all this while, um, large organizations would do better. If you look at what we have just um, discussed, actually before we started, the CISOs in reality, CISOs are doing anything but strategic stuffs. So for most of the organizations, do we have uh, the capability to, to implement what was just discussed then? Or are we still talking at a very far-fetched, um, ideal situations? What's the incentive for organizations to divert their resources for this away from those that deliver near-term returns? Because the reality is that at this point in time, um, most of the CISOs are doing anything but strategic work. Enjoying the show so far? Subscribe now so that you don't miss out on the latest episode. We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many other platforms. Visit podcast.securitylaw.asia to get the links to subscribe. You're absolutely right. Uh, I go back to my earlier point about maturity. Mm. And maturity comes in when an organization gets hit. Suddenly, they, they become more mature than where they were uh, five, six years ago. For example, I'll give you a non-IT example. Uh, we know about uh, Malaysian Airports Berhad. Uh, they replaced their core switch after 12 years. And the reason was very simple. If it doesn't break, don't fix it. Leave it running. And it broke. <laughs> and it broke. So you have incurred a huge technology debt, which now you now have to service the interest and the principal. Hmm. So and and that's what happens then security is always on a reactive approach. So if that's the case, then is cybersecurity actually worse off than before? In most organizations, it is. If you look at all the news about organizations getting hacked, it's not because they don't know that they need to do cybersecurity. It's just uh, an option that they feel it's not going to happen to me. Nobody's interested in me. I'm just business X. You know, nobody cares about me. Until they get hit, that's when they realize, oh, we have to do something about it. It's okay. that's the, the part where the board wakes up and says, Oh, we cannot look at numbers anymore. Uh, we have to, you know, do something about it. Which is why uh, in Malaysia, the central bank mandates that they have a board IT committee which specifically looks at IT as well as security. And you also have a board risk committee, which looks at the overall organization risk. And, and the reason is because you have one board that looks at from the risk perspective, the monetary aspect of things. Now you have another board committee that specifically looks at IT because traditionally, if you look at board of directors, they are usually financially centric. They are, they are not, you don't see CIOs sitting on boards unless if they are tech companies, startups, then yeah, you see CIOs, CTOs, or techies sitting in the board. You will always see financially focused people sitting on board, right? And as a result, a lot of the decisions made for the organization will always be financially centric. Okay, so, then who has a higher risk tolerance? The board or the CISO? CEO, let's just say. 
it really depends on what their goal is. So if there's if there's a mandate to the CEO as part of his KPI to say, I need to make sure I reduce whatever cybersecurity risk I have. Or it goes back to the basic discussion of what is the risk appetite for the organization? And if the organization is very bold and they say, I have zero tolerance to any cybersecurity risk, then they must be able to put their money on it. Just coming up with a statement is that, or we view security very seriously, we know you don't. And that's usually the first line that they put in any news article uh, for companies that get hacked. Yes, and that was what I said in the first place also. But in actual fact, it is anything but that. Definitely. But what what we see now is, you see, we are creating, it becomes very fragmented. There are a a division of uh, functional units, as uh, Kat brought up earlier, and we have a lot more different C-levels dividing into different units. So, but then at the point, we are still going around the point where the CISO is not given a board seat. So what would be the right way to allocate a seat at the board for the CISO or to make the CEO responsible for security as well and be liable for security? The CEO which, by default, structure. by default, the CEO is responsible. Anything happens to the organization, it is the CEO. The CEO then delegates that function based on different portfolios. So for finance, you have CFO. For IT, you have CIO. So that's that's a general general view. Where it becomes effective is when it starts hitting their bottom line. So bottom line meaning are their bonuses, their performance indicated based on how good they perform in cybersecurity. If that is a give, that's given a certain percentage. That's why you see in, in financial institution, compliance is given a set percentage across the board. So which means that for you to hit that, say, 10% or 15% or 20% KPI, you must meet your compliance targets. So you must get all your compliance ready. You must make sure all your team attends uh, all the mandatory training and, and whatever that they need to get done. So in that same tone, how do you ensure that security gets a focus? You make that as part of everyone's target and you say, let's do this. And there has to be a shift in the mindset of CISO from a very uh, punitive kind of approach into maybe a reward-based approach. So for example, uh, you can organize like a game and say, catch the fish. So the person who catches the fish or the phishing email that is done internally, the first person uh, may get a reward. So you might give and say, okay, fine. So the first person, for this month, we are giving Apple AirPod Pro and the person who first caught this phishing email was this person who reported it to IT security or IT help desk. Uh, You have like a nice little uh, gift-giving ceremony and, and a small speech. That motivates people to see cybersecurity in a positive light rather than in a manner where, oops, I feel phishing, so I have to sit through this boring training. You know, I have to do all these 10,000 things. So that shift has to happen in order for people to say, hey, cybersecurity is actually fun. We should know this, we should do this because it affects everyone's lives. You know, then you get that buy-in. But for that, all that things to happen, CISO has to be in the board. 
that's the that's that's the the challenge that you have. So the right reporting structure, like what uh, Sky mentioned earlier, see it in the board, making sure that this person actually has control on all the moving parts that's required to make the organization secure, and then having a roadmap to ensure that all the stakeholders have sufficient attention and resource so that their respective things get done rather than just pulling people out from different different sections yeah so i think one of the one of the key things will be uh maybe i should start go start going around you know uh blowing the trumpet of having just two c levels cio taking care of it operations and cso taking care of it security <laughs> completely agreed and i think we've wrapped up this topic in a very elaborate and interesting manner yeah. <laughs> and dramatic like what cat said <laughs> yeah the, the, i mean it's it's also a subject that uh, frankly whenever i go to the board uh, this is also brought up very key because they always ask you know should i have the cio or the ciso uh, in the board because uh, now when we present the like for example the recent compromise assessment reporting you know those days i i can i, I only need to present to a bod now like like doc say i need to present to the board risk committee i no sorry it risk committee and then only the board so i have to go there two times instead of one because two different groups of people are going to be listening and the question was always uh, if you suggest the ciso to be in the board what about it what about the it head isn't the ciso a lower level rank than the it why should a lower rank officer be in the board so these are these are things that keeps ringing in the minds of the people in 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 the market today i guess that's something that organizations have to get that level of maturity before they understand why this thing is required because otherwise we can only say this is the best thing that you could do but mm. having to go through that maturity is when organizations will realize this is the right thing to do maybe we can all do a closing statement of what we have discussed today so there there's a lot of interesting discussions that centered around where the ciso should be what he should be doing and of course please make sure you hire and pay the person you know in in the right manner again you know you pay peanuts you know what you get mm. and that's one of the things that uh, you, you would want to avoid in such a critical role in the organization so if you're willing to pay good bucks for a good ceo then you should do the same for a ceo uh, so this is a psa from security lah brought to you this evening thanks for joining us this week on security lab Make sure to visit our website at securitylab.asia where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show.